I'm Melissa Bonzak, author of the June Nash Misadventure series. And when I'm not writing, I'm reading. I started this show to rave about new discoveries, chat with indie and small publishing house authors, and share from my works in progress. This is Books Cubed, interviews, raves, and reads. Good adventures, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of Books Cubed. March of the Zombies continues. This is part two of the Undead Tales, 15 Thrilling Zombie Stories, a Night of the Writing Dead Anthology show. And there's one more part next week. Uh, so lots more zombies to finish out the month of March. Uh, this week I am finishing the... Uh, the uh, interview with Alex C. Gates. Last week, we got as far as him reading. So just as a reminder, here's a really quick snippet from that reading. I opened my eyes and watched her throw herself against the fencing over and over and over, each time leaving a part of her dangling from the galvanized steel. I pulled the gun from my mouth, releasing a gasp as well. Maybe that's what she wanted now, for me to join her, for us to be together, to be one, to be whole once more. Maybe that's why she reached for me. A man alone in a dying world had nothing but hope. Unfortunately, I didn't even have that. And that was from Alex's short story, Ashes. Now let's chat with Alex and I'll see you after. Let's talk about being in the room with 25 other authors for a whole weekend. And you guys are creating this world and, and then there's, there's a couple of references through the stories to the incident of 1968. Mm -hmm. uh, but what was it like Were all these people shouting out things and, and writing things down? Was it, was it pandemonium? No, surprisingly, it wasn't. It was, I was actually thought it would, when, they, when Jay and um, Zach said, all right, guys, we're going to do some world building, and we're just going to kind of start with this topic, and we just want to hear what you, your thoughts on it are. I thought it was gonna be pandemonium, like you said, that people are gonna be shouting out answers and we're gonna be arguing over the semantics of the world. Um, but it actually, it was very surprising how well we all agreed with each other um, and how well every, everyone built on each other. So someone would be like, hey, we should have zombies that are a little intelligent. And they'll be like, well, maybe not intelligent, but maybe they get a boost. And everyone just kind of piggybacked um, on each other's ideas. It was really, really cool. It's a cool thing to watch evolve. Oh, that's nice. I, when when this was announced, I considered going, but I just I just uh -huh. couldn't I couldn't do it. Then I thought about doing the uh, they the do virtual. You, virtual, yeah. Then I thought, <clears throat> oh, I can't do that either because I really want to be there. I don't want to be virtual. I want to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it sounds like it was good. And then after you guys. Did all the logistics did you do any writing there or did you wait till you got home to do any writing i waited until i got home um so as you know jay and zach are they co-author a lot of their stuff and so one of the things um that they kind of put out there was like hey if you guys do want to co-author this you're gonna have to start working on it here at the event um and so i kind of threw my idea out there to a couple people but my idea is a little it was hard to sell because it's <laughs> um and I didn't know if I really wanted to co-author on it anyway, just because of kind of the intimacy with it. Um, yeah. So I personally didn't start writing there, but I know that a few people, as soon as our world building was over, they went right back to the hotel room or their Airbnb and they were plugging away at the story. So. I'm sorry. How long did it take you to get your first draft done? 
Oh man. Um, probably it's 7,000 words. It probably took me about a week to do. Wow. That's pretty good. How, yeah, how, long, and, is, how long is it all together? Um, just over 7,000 words. Okay. I couldn't tell you how many pages, <laughs> but just over 7,000 words. Um, the hardest part for me, the, the thing that took about two days to do was writing the, uh, you probably remember the, um, the car scene where he gets caught in the trunk. Yes. Where he sleeps overnight in the trunk. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then the yes. zombies oh, are surrounding yes. the car. And he's with, so, he's not alone. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Well, so with that scene at first, I only had like three or four zombies. And I sent it off to a beta reader. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this? And they're all like, it's not enough peril. You know, the stakes aren't high enough. So then I changed it to what it is now. And when there's that sea of zombies, it's just like, well, now how do I get them out of here? It's impossible. So that took yeah. me about two days of just like working with other people like, hey, what can we do to get this? All he, this, he has a match or a lighter and he has a machete and these are what he has. What can we do to get him out of this? So that yeah. took a while to write. It, and it, it's, um, it's very scary and it's claustrophobic and uh, you're so fearful for, uh, for him and who he's with. Uh, yeah, it, it's very, um, yeah, it, it's very gripping. Gripping is the word I'm trying to think of. I read, I, my husband works till like midnight. So I tend to do my reading from about nine o'clock until 11 when he gets home, 11, 11.30. And I was up to like two in the morning for three oh. nights in a row finishing the book because I didn't want to stop yeah but he, he's like it's two in the morning go to bed yeah so, there's some really talented authors in this yes there really really are yeah I'm really excited I'm talking to I think one more possibly two more oh, okay. uh, so yeah yeah so I'm, I'm really excited to talk to this many or that I'll get to talk to in this book it was um it was good I remember reading and thinking Wow, I could get a paperback and send it to everybody to sign. Oh my God, it's really good. Oh, that'd so, be and I was gonna get a paperback so I could hold it up. Mm -hmm. And I and I didn't think to order. Well, you can hold your Kindle up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretend it's there. And it's on my Kindle, and it's a uh, paper white, but it's black and white. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, it loses everything when it's black <laughs> and white. Uh, okay, so so do you normally? I, I saw some, I looked at some of your other books but mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to really do too much reading of any of them. And it seems like you kind of the same um, dark stories. Yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily dystopian or post-apoc for all of them. No, so my other two novels um, are both based in horror, kind of just steep horror. Um, the first one's more of a classic horror tale, very gothic and dark, um, like early Stephen King. I, I hate saying that, but... <laughs> um is it the one with the with the face um no, that's mask of silence with the stitches oh the stitches yes yes, yes yeah with the stitches that one um was my more recent release that one is based on a little more modern horror kind of like slasher movies almost um and but again both stories demon of decay and mask of silence um i kind of base them on i guess eras of movie horror history um but they're both very grounded in reality, kind of like Ashes. A lot of the terror comes from the characters and the relation you have with the characters. That's good. And that's the best kind uh, when you get, um, when the reader oh, yeah, is so pulled in and they're, they're terrified for the characters and they don't want to read on because mm -hmm. you don't want to read on because you're terrified, but you need to read on because you're terrified. <laughs> and you want to, you want to see a, a happy ending, which 
doesn't always happen in post-apocalypse <laughs> and no. dystopian and zombie. Uh, so yeah. how long how long have you been writing? How many books do you have up? Is it four? I have, including um, the Night of the Writing Dead. I have two books and then one other on this way. Oh, okay. Okay, so how long have you been writing? You might ask the question, but you broke up. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, we keep, sorry, sorry, listeners, we keep kind of losing each other. How long have you been writing? I've been writing for, on, as cliche as it is, as long as I can remember. I wrote a lot when I was younger, um, just different like, like little short stories I created. I mostly did a lot of creation through characters and just kind of role-playing stuff. Um, and then the older I got, the more I, when I was more a senior in high school, freshman in college, that's when I really started to write. So. Okay. And, um, yeah, from, for, yeah, I'm kind of the same way, but I didn't write anything down till, gosh, I was probably in my forties when I actually started putting stuff on paper. I would just tell yeah. the stories in my head and live them in my head. And yeah. so I, I would love to be able to go back and tell myself, get your ass in the chair and put pen to paper. Yes. Because some yeah. of those things that I can't remember now. So if you could go back and talk to yourself, I mean, you're not that old, but <laughs> if you went back a couple of years and talked to your younger self, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Honestly, the same thing you would tell yourself. Just write, write. Um, I feel like really early on, um, so I'm 29, and I really started to make a push at this publishing thing when I was about 24, 25. And I tell myself when I was about 25, just write. Keep writing, keep writing every day, whether it's 200 words or 2,000 words. Um, yeah, that's really good advice. You know, uh, there's plenty of authors out there who say that they write 100 words a day and in a year you can write a novel. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I grew up um, playing sports. So if you take basketball, for example, even those days where you feel tired or you're sore and you don't want to do anything, if you're showing up at the gym and putting up shots, you're getting better. And I think the same thing applies to um, writing. If you're just showing up every day, if you're tired, if you don't want to do it, if you're hungover, whatever it might be, um, as long as you're doing it every day, 100 words, 1,000 words, you're getting better. Yeah, and, and you know, you've, you've, the more books you write, the better writer you become. Yep, and exactly. I've with so many of the authors that I follow. I look at their first books and they're good, but then I get to their latest books and they're like, wow. They're really good. They've really gotten good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So... You're, write, you're, you're writing one right now? Um, yeah, so I'm about to send one out in two weeks, March 24th, I think. So you're done right now. I'm done writing it. Yeah, I'm doing a couple of final edits on it. But <laughs> it must be. Is it, is, how hard is it to let go during those final edits? I mean, do you find yourself wanting to go back and do rewrites ever? Or do you always. your editor says, let go? Always. No, I always just want, it's never perfect enough for me. Like I, I need it to be so perfect. And so that's another thing I tell my younger self is it's never going to be perfect. Every time you read it, you're going to see something new. Um, and so just kind of once you're done with it, once you feel like it's where it needs to be, send it out there. And what I like to do is when I send them out there is I just move on. So smart. That's very smart. And I, yeah, my, my, I have one novel and one very short story out and, um, it's been two years since I published the first novel. And so I'm just such a perfectionist. My editor is yeah. like, send it to me, send it to me. I told her, okay, I'm sending it to you in April on my birthday, which is in late April. And I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. I'm going to send it then because I can't be, yeah, it's the perfectionism. I really need to yeah. let go of that. Um, so uh, do you have your next book idea in mind? Oh, I have so many book ideas in mind. 
<laughs> it's just deciding which one I want to go with, which one I want to run with. Um, I was thinking about writing kind of a um, uh, Jim Butcher, I guess. I don't think it'd be as lighthearted as Jim Butcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. With his Dresden series? Heard. Yeah, yeah, Dresden series. It'd be a little uh, more gritty, but kind of like a urban horror type of series. So. Ah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Do you find that you can sit down? So now you are you going to give yourself a little bit of time or can you sit down right away and dive in? As soon as I move on, I can just dive in. So. And is that pretty good? Do you have issues with writer's block? Me? No. Only, yeah. So that's a tough question for me because I think writer's block, um, for me personally, I don't know how it is for everyone, but for me personally, it's just an excuse for me not to write that day. Um, it's just one of those days like, ah, uh, I'm just lazy and I don't want to write. So I'm going to have writer's block. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. And for me, if I'm working on something and I find I can't go forward, I open a new chapter and restart the idea. Yep. No problem. Goes right on. Start going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll do the same thing, um, in a little different way where if I just can't go any further in the book, cause I get like that car scene, I get caught up and I can't figure something out. I'll, uh, start writing a short story. Or I, I might start reading. And sometimes if I open up a book and just start reading, it really inspires me because that's what really inspired me to write as well as reading. And so I'll just read a chapter in the book. I'm like, all I, these ideas in my head again. I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just going to keep going. So, you know, even when you're walking around thinking about how to get him out of the car or whatever situation your character's in, you're still writing because you're running mm -hmm. situations through your head. Yeah. And yeah. Some writers just don't realize that thinking about stuff is sometimes just as good as sitting down and writing it, but mm -hmm. you do have to do both <laughs> eventually. Oh, yeah. no. I spend yeah. way too much time in the shower thinking about stuff. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Usually I'm at a coffee house and I'm writing and I say, oh, I just can't write anymore. My mind's frazzled. I'll put it together, get to the car, and then have to sit in the car for 20 minutes writing on my <laughs> phone where I'd stop because it comes to me. Sometimes it's as soon as I close my computer to stand up and go, oh, I'm not sitting back down again. I'm going to do it in the car. Exactly. Sometimes it's just a change of scenery or the change of pace. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And vacuuming helps really well too. Vacuum. <laughs> if you vacuum, it's a nice mindless activity. Doing uh -huh. the dishes, you have to think too much with the dishes because <laughs> you don't want to poke yourself with knives or forks yeah. or like that or drop glasses. But vacuuming is very mindless. So it's fantastic when you're stuck on something. I'll so, have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So <laughs> did you always read horror? As a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up reading um, Scooby Doo, which is kind of horror ish, and Series That's of Unfortunate Events. Scooby Doo, yeah. <laughs> and Series of Unfortunate Events, um, Goosebumps, stuff like that. And then I kind of graduated into Stephen King, Eyes of a Dragon, when I was oh, I about. I read that one. So it was in a Scholastic, like one of those little Scholastic magazines that when you're middle school. That was my favorite day yes. at school when they brought the right? Scholastic things out. Those were my favorite days ever. And so I circled the Stephen King Eyes of a Dragon because it was for my age group. Um, believe it or not, Stephen King does have a couple, not children's, but younger <laughs> audience books. And I fell in love with it. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. And so I just went through and bought his entire catalog after that. So. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, what was I going to ask you? What was I going to ask you? We talked about this. We talked about this. Oh, okay. This is one now for me. Can't remember the name of the book. I wish I could remember the name of the book, but I absolutely loved it. It was a book I read as a kid and there was this relationship in it and it just destroyed me. And it just, 
I probably cried for a week and I probably went back to the library and reread that same book like every day <laughs> forever. I mean, the librarian probably was sick of me, but, and I wish I could remember the name of the book. Did you have, do you have a memory? It's probably helped what me want to become a writer probably because I wanted to help her. I wanted to do something to fix the sadness that the character felt. I mean, do you have something that really affected you so strongly as a kid? Yeah, and it's so funny because it was probably right after I read Eyes of the Dragon. Um, so I was probably, again, about four, 13, 14 years old. And the next Stephen King book I bought was Cujo. And I still remember to this day where I was. I was lying in my bed. It was nighttime. I probably should have been asleep. And I had my um, flashlight on the book. And it was the very end of the book. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who, for some reason, hasn't read it yet. Yeah. But I got to the very Have you read it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I got to the end of the book and he did what he did to that one character, I grabbed my book. I didn't even finish it. I just grabbed it and I threw it across the room. And I I don't remember if I cried or if I was angry or what it but it created such a strong emotional reaction in me that I can still remember my re like everything about that um, moment. So Oh, that's an amazing moment. I'm sure Stephen King probably loves hearing from yeah, fans when they talk about because as a writer, you want to reach your reader. You yeah. want to give them some emotional value, something that they can take away from your story. Though I write fluffy stuff, so I, my stuff is to get people to laugh. Yeah, well, that's a write, strong emotion, too. Humor. <laughs> it's hard to write humor. Um, it is. But uh, I'll be delving into deeper stuff one of these days. But, but yeah, that, that emotion. and that, Do you think that helped make you want to be a writer? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I think that right that moment kind of shifted me into really becoming a writer. Kind of like you said, you wanted to write that better, not the better ending, but the ending you wanted, I guess. Yes. It probably would have been a worse ending had I written it, but. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, I grew up on the day before VCRs. I'm <laughs> really dating myself. So we had a tape deck and I would record the audio of TV shows. That's why I did screen screenwriting originally. Oh. Because dialogue is what I grew up with. So I would yeah. re-listen to all the dialogue again and then change the stories or tell new stories. And, you know, I guess it's fan fiction in those days in my head to create these stories of these characters. But yeah, you want to you wanna fix it and make things better for so many of them or just take yeah. them on more adventures or destroy the bad guy who didn't get destroyed the way he should have been destroyed in the story. <laughs> so often they don't, they don't get what they should have gotten. Yes, I know. Uh, so yeah. are you now you're now a veteran of of jay and and uh and zach's um weekend writing retreat so are mm -hmm. you looking at maybe doing another one i would like to do another one um the dates that they have scheduled conflict with my calendar right now so hopefully next year we can yeah work. i was I was excited when I heard about Seattle and my youngest lived in Seattle. So I thought, Oh yes. With her. But no, I drove her across country back here. So <laughs> that's no longer possible. So yeah. that, and uh, that museum is so, so cool. I've never been, so, I was really excited when they announced it and when the location and I was like, yes. And just can't yeah. make it happen this time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that they'll do something, something else soon uh, somewhere. I keep, yeah. I, what I should say to him is he needs desperately to do something near the beach. I live in Florida yes. near the beach. <laughs> and then he'd be like near me. So then yeah. I could easily go. 
You just drive yes. over. <laughs> it really, my house isn't big enough, right? Have everybody come stay with oh. me. Just bring a sleeping bag, you know? We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> really, we're all kind of love fun. Yeah. Uh, so, so you'd want to do another writing with people again? Yes, yes. I love, um, one of my favorite things that I've done as an author, I guess, um, is go to conferences. And I've been to a few different types of conferences. I've been to really big ones. Um, uh, Demon of Decay, my first novel, was actually nominated for an award, uh, for a Claymore Award. Cool. So, yeah, I went to that conference to sit at that awards dinner, um, which was a lot of fun. And then I've been to stuff like Jay and Zach's um, conference, where it's very intimate. And um, you get to really know the other writers there, which I actually preferred because you're not yeah. running around trying to hustle and just getting exhausted going from class to class to class. You get to like talk to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis and you get to know everyone there and build meaningful lasting relationships. I still talk to a good majority of those authors I met that weekend. Oh, wow. And that's so important is, is having the other authors there to support each other. Because mm -hmm. no one really understands what it's like to write a book until you write a book. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's just so much of it. It's not a matter of just like my husband says, just sit down and write it. It's <laughs> more complicated than that. A little more goes into it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that, that's, it's just something that, that all writers should do. Mm -hmm. If you're a writer and, and a reader also, hopefully you're both, check yes. out conferences. Go to something that's small. You know, don't, I mean... Yes, the 20K to 50 is a great conference, I heard, mm -hmm. but there's like 20,000 people. people. I don't know how many people. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. Yes. But um, do that, but also do something small with, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50 people. Yeah, they have um, yeah. like writing retreats too. I've always wanted to go on where you like, you, you can go to the beach with like seven other authors and then they just get a big cabin or a big beach house. And What's you just it called? Sit there. It's, they're just writer retreats. Oh, oh yeah. You lock, lock yourself in this beach house for seven days or a weekend or whatever with other yeah. writers, and you guys just write and you just hold and each you, other accountable. Yeah, that's that's what I need to do. My my uh, my editor and I talk about doing that with some other people. Yeah, uh, every now and then, and just just going and going someplace not too fun, but where you can go out in the evenings, write all write all morning, write from yeah. seven to two, and then go take a walk, and then come back and do a little more editing or writing and then go to mm -hmm. dinner. And then you have the rest of the evening to just drink wine and, and yeah. chat. So, so I had some friends in, in that rented a cabin in Canada and um, they, they had one girl wrote like 50,000 words over like two days. <laughs> like, how can you write that? Many words? That's a whole novel. That's crazy. That's just crazy. I, I just don't get that at all. But, uh, <laughs> Oh, but I'm so glad you could chat today about about oh. Night of the Writing Dead anthology, Undead Tales, 15 Thrilling Zombie Stories, and Money Goes to Charity. So the links are in the show notes, and I'll have links to Alex's. Do you have a website? Yeah, alexcgates.com. Okay, and just tell them quickly when the next book is coming out and a little about it. Well, okay, let me double check when the next book's coming out so I don't give wrong dates. Um, but it is a sequel to Mask of Silence, which is the one that I have out right now with the stitched face on it. 
Oh, so y'all have time to finish reading it before the new one comes out. Yes, and if you, if this, uh, I don't know when you're gonna release this video, but um, Master Silence weeks. is on a 99 cent sale right now. Okay, uh, this won't go out until the, the 21st. Till the 21st? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll be off sale. So don't, oh. don't worry about that then. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. You weren't quick enough. So. Don't worry about it. So um, the sequel to Mask of Silence, though, will come out March 24th. Um, it is called What's Left of the Night. And it's pretty much at the end of Mask of Silence, there's this climactic event. And it's kind of the consequences to the survivor of that climactic event. What is she? That kind of spoils it. What is this person going through? And yeah. how are they coping? being with the events a year later yeah with the events okay cool yeah. well that's good then this is that'll this the show will come out on the 21st so you saw the 24th it comes out that'll be three days from when you're watching this show so yeah we're recording this a little bit early because i needed to <laughs> yeah that's perfect <laughs> i had an accidental two-week hiatus on the show just because of my travels i went like uh, everybody's probably sick of me talking about 3400 3300 miles by myself across country driving well not by myself but i drove the whole way so i'm like just starting to recover so, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah it's um uh it's uh it's a little too and i love road trips and that was just that was too much but by yourself that's a little much well i had people with me but i was oh. the only one driving oh, okay yeah Ouch. yeah so my my younger i was telling this last week my youngest was with me but did not have contacts and every time we went by a walmart vision center they were closed so oh no <laughs> yeah so we, go, we go maybe tomorrow maybe we can get you some eyes tomorrow <laughs> no no nope, it didn't happen <laughs> no and the poor thing couldn't see the whole time so yeah oh, it was no. not, i don't know the contacts were packed somewhere so they're okay now though so good <laughs> all right well thank you so much for being on well, thank you so uh, much for having me yeah and uh maybe we can have you back um another time to talk about another book yes i'm always writing so <laughs> so that's really good so you'll have to keep in touch yes, and, of course. Thanks a lot. and just hang on for just a second thanks alex you'll find links to everything we talked about down in the show notes and don't forget that all proceeds from the book go to the george a romero foundation so grab a copy right now next week i will have rj spears more from this anthology and in the meantime, go read a good book.